Hello everyone and welcome again to It Came From. I'm Laura Sosa and I'm here with... I'm Dan Chu. Hi everyone. And we're excited to be back again. Are we? And I'm this tired. Time, I'm so dead. And I have to work so it's gonna suck. But Who told you to go out last night? Um, The the lo- the nagging loneliness um oh my god yeah well it's uh. me we have some horror news uh i watched the game of thrones episode and the reason i'm bringing that up is because i think they did a they add a lot of horror elements in the last episode oh uh, which is cool it was very dark and this is the last season okay. right yeah, it is. It is. Thank God. I was very upset at the episode, but and I'm just upset. I'm upset in the way the show's going in general. But spoiler I thought alert. the cinematography was good. It's not a spoiler to tell people how I feel. Spoiler, and I'm just kidding. I don't care. Although someone did try to tell me uh, how they felt about Endgame, and I almost punched them in the face. What the fuck is an Endgame? Oh, the Avengers movie. Mm. It's not you, my forte. You've not you've not heard of it. Nope. <laughs> okay, fun. You gotta, you gotta leave that cave that you stay in more often. Oh, I'll be at, uh, we'll be going to LA today, so. Awesome. Mm-mm. Cool, I feel cool. like I'm always packed. Yeah, you just that's live out of a suitcase. My, my life is like it's so difficult. It's like every day, every week I'm on a plane. It's so tragic. Mm, woe is me. I get to travel all the time. And... It's not really fun. Yeah, it's work, I guess. It's something, all right. Anyways. Yeah, then what do you do on vacation? The last thing you want to do is travel, so you're just like stuck at home. I am going on vacation next week, and I'm very excited. Where are you going? The Dominican Republic. Ooh, DR, cool family trip or just no? It's just fun? me and a bunch of my girlfriends. Que rico. It'll be fine. Cool. But yeah, so what else? What's good? Oh, cool. I want to go to Halloween Horror Nights uh, for vacation, and that's part of the news too. Like that segue uh um oh my god they're uh they're doing like universal monster themes for the next thing which is uh for the next holiday so they're taking it retro yeah they're they're taking it like more retro which is cool i i feel uh called a callback could be cool because halloween horror nights uh, at least from when i used to go has been slowly for all those floridians out there anybody nearby if you want to go i think it's been uh it's been kind of getting not as good every year I mean, I haven't been in a few years, and when I went, it was a tragic experience. Right. The first few times I went was real cool, though. I mean, I'll, I'll uh, go with you this year if you want. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, well, I guess I won't go with you then. No, I want to. I would. I'd love that. Uh, People can see you nodding your head. Oh, true. That's cool. That's cool. Um yeah, we should we should definitely we should definitely do that. I mean, it's nearby. So. Let's plan a trip. Let's gather a group. I don't think anybody knows that we're in Miami. We're in Miami, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. We live in Miami, Florida. Beautiful, sunny, shady Miami, Florida. Um. So also uh, another thing I wanted to talk about, which is a great way to introduce our next topic, is uh, the Death House uh, film which is coming to Netflix on May uh, 5th, I think it is. And uh, Death House uh, uh, had a very limited theatrical release and it then was on Amazon. So it's cool now that it's hitting a, a larger audience and it would probably be exposed to more people. It came out in 2018 and it was highly anticipated. 
horror film. So check that out on May 5th in Netflix. Who's in that? I don't know. I think it's just a, a, some B-list, D-list actors. I'm not really too sure. I could look it up. Um, yeah, I think. was Is Gunnar Hansen in that or is he writing that? Yeah, Gunnar H- Hansen wrote it. Oh, that dude, he was Leatherface. Oh, word. In Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, cool. Oh, D. Wallace is going to be in there, too. She follows me on Instagram, and I don't know why. Oh, wow. That's big time. That's cool. Is it? Yeah, get her to follow the podcast. So then we're legit. I'm sure D. Wallace is not running her own Instagram. <laughs> Maybe not. But when, when D. Wallace chance. starts following our podcast, we've made it, I think. Oh, then I've for sure made it. You have, yes. But yeah, that's I, cool. Personally, you have in life. You, you're good. You don't need to do anything else. Uh, but speaking of of uh, Leatherface and uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, our topic today is uh, we're going to be talking about like backwoods, backwoods horror, backwoods. Please, Dan, call it what it is. Oh, uh, which is what? What? Is, I don't know what you mean. Yeah. Well, the term most most often used to describe this subgenre is uh, hillbilly horror. It's a little derogatory, so we don't really want it. Very. This is the most upsetting thing I've ever had to research. It's pretty messed. It's pretty messed. The history of just how, how it happened and um, how these movies came about in the first place. Funny. I mean, it's not so much funny as it is. I was being sarcastic. Fucking terrifying. Yeah. Being facetious. No, we haven't grown at all as a society, mm. but that's cool. Okay, so yeah, let's get into this. The... F- it came from where the first one was 2000 Maniacs. It was uh, 1964. Four and 64. Yep, mm-hmm. 1964. Um, and it follows uh, these different group of uh, travelers going through this uh, town. I think it was called Pleasant Valley. Yeah. And so they are lured into the, the – the travelers come into town and they're, they're like northern people. They're – they're lured into these uh, into town uh, for a centennial festival uh, by these southern people, and then the, the slow, slowly the um, the cast is is uh, is lured in uh, to be by themselves, either promiscuity or 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 some other factor, and then they're they're like killed one by one. So that's that, that's basically the premise of the movie. Oh yeah, and the people are are southern. That, are they? Yeah. I couldn't tell by all the Confederate flags everywhere. Yeah. There were so many. Right. Like the movie is a hundred percent letting you know we're in the South. And then I feel if I was driving up, I saw people holding Confederate flags. I'd probably drive the other way. But I mean, yeah, anybody would. That's terrifying. But um, the guy who made it, uh, Herschel Lewis, he's um, he actually is the Godfather of Gore. Mm-hmm. And he made a lot of splatter movies, and he's really well known for this one movie called Blood Feast that was actually made here in Miami. Oh, Blood Feast, cool. Okay, so this, I like this movie a lot because it's very colorful. Like everything is colorful. Like like nothing looks real. Like the blood doesn't even look real. In two thousand maniacs. Yeah, yeah, everything's just like when they, super wild. There's a lot of just, like limb sh- parts that like they look super fake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. Um, this movie was actually based on a musical. The musical is about this town that um, only appears once a year. So I know that you were really bothered by the ending of the movie. 
but I but you know it's based on a musical that that's the whole point. Right. So I'm sorry, but the most important part of this movie is that it shows us what people, even in 1964, thought of the South. They thought that um, it was all banjos, moonshine, and cannibalism. Agreed. That's fair to say. I think I think that was like the the consensus of uh, of a of a bigoted view of back then, but. It, there were a lot of uh, like social reasons that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the you can find a lot of a multitude of themes in the backwoods horror trope. Uh, like I said, there cannibalism is one of them, um, rape is one of them, incest. But. But going back to two thousand maniacs. I, f- I feel like you didn't know to the end that they were all ghosts the whole time. That's fun. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, that's funny. Uh, it is. I mean, it is funny. I was laughing my ass it off. It was. It was based on that musical, but yeah, yeah. it's dope. Yeah, but I thought that them being ghosts maybe um, kind of is a is a because we we obviously know that the the film is exploiting uh, these these people and and they're and the you know the the bad guy the bad guys are like these these southern people, but when you find out they're there are people from a thousand, you know, not, not a thousand, but whenever, like from the Civil War, from the Civil War times. A thousand years ago? Not the Civil War? <laughs> never, whatever. I've been talking about Game of Thrones a lot lately. Leave me alone. Um, basically, they, you, I th- I think it was, I think it's kind of, a, it tells you, it kind of, it kind of is like, like a harken back to those feelings still being present nowadays and so i think that that's it's kind of like a like a hidden message of that i mean definitely other than just being like they were ghosts the whole time what a what a twist you know yeah i mean to them even if they were ghosts the, the whole time it was confederate ghosts right right and can i just say that the guy getting drawn and quartered was one of the coolest horror scenes i've ever seen yeah yeah. That was really cool. It, he got pulled apart by horses, and I like that. Well, you just gave me a migraine. Why? Well, we're going to come back to 2000 Maniacs. Oh. But first, um, you can find a multitude of themes in the backwoods horror trope, such as rape, incest, cannibalism. What else? What else can you think of? Rape, incest, cannibalism. Um, I think that's pretty much covers all the... Murder. Uh, I mean, yeah, but also bad, uh, bad hygiene is usually associated mm-hmm. with this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cleanliness. Yeah, I-, I love all the, I love all the teeth. I kind of just want to research how the different movies did the fucked up teeth. Like and that's a whole other episode that you can totally oh, take we're gonna, control of. We're gonna do an episode. It's gonna be titled "Jacked Up Grills." Don't lie to the people. That's a, they. If they don't know, it's a lie. Stop listening. Okay. No, keep listening. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm full. I'm very gullible too. Today we're gonna focus on the people themselves, not just all the different things. Right. Because that's we can go on forever about incest and rape and cannibalism. Mm-hmm. Uh. So yeah, today we're gonna ask why did we as a society decide that people in the South are less than what well, i mean it, it, ha- it probably think has a lot to do with jim crow laws and then well not I mean, jim crow so much but like uh like the re- restoration and stuff it has a lot to do with a lot of things right 
So, have you ever seen the show Outlander? No. Have you? Do you know the premise? Not at all. Well, it's like it's. I like the show because I'm related to um, medieval-y things. Okay. I think those are cool because you know I went to school for architecture and all that weird stuff, and I'm into the buildings and all that nonsense. So I'm into that show because I am. But in the last season, they came from Scotland and they went to America during the times where they were colonizing. And instead of living like in the cities, they were living in the backwoods. They were like the first people to go in there and settle the lands. So like medieval backwoods people, medieval rednecks? But it's not not medieval because George Washington is there, stuff like that. Like, oh, I see. I see. You know, like, like they're being commissioned by the gov- by like the government to be like, hey, you get these twenty miles or two hundred miles of land, settle this, like clean it up, like start settling these plots of land. Okay, okay. So right? out- Outlanders, that I see. What, yeah. What the title? Well, no, Outlanders up. is when they were in Scotland. That's a whole uh-huh. other bag. But this, what I'm talking about, um, Thomas Jefferson, who was around there as well. 1,000 years ago, like Dan likes to put, um, he believed that backwood settlers were like heroes. Like they're the people that are willing to go into the to the unknown, to the woods. You know, there was no maps. It was undiscovered land in America. And they weren't was, pioneers at this point, right? It was just they weren't, settlers. They weren't really pioneers because they weren't looking. Okay. They were just given these land, this land and say, you know, 10 miles that way is... From there to here, you know, they weren't looking for more paths than, you know, right. those miles. So they would go into the woods and they would start building and working the land. And they had to deal with Indians, with a lot of things that other people in society just didn't, weren't willing to do. They weren't as adventurous. So they were doing all the hard work that people later benefited from. Because after that land was, you know, ready to be lived in, people would move there and other people would settle. So the... Backwoods people were, you know, adventure heroes back in the day. Right. It was it was probably like glamorous and cool. I would it imagine. was definitely not glamorous. Yeah. They but were so chic. It was kind of like if you people come here and then they have like a little city, like a little colony, right? And but you haven't left this colony and you don't know what's out you don't know what's past the colony. Mm-hmm. And then the gut somebody from the government, whatever mayor of that city goes, Hey, I need you to explore from here to here right. and start building there so more people can build, right. so more people can come. So you were just, you know, knocking down trees, building houses, Tilling dealing with, land. yeah, trying to like survive Indians and what other, what, nature, bears, everything. And a lot of them did cohabitate with Indians. A lot of them did marry into Indian communities. You know, that happened. Well, that's good. So, yeah, that's great. But then they were seen by people in society like as less than because they were so, intermingling. So even before all the even before all the divisiveness with the United States or even before the United States, they were been... well, yeah, this yeah, this was America. It was, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So later on, the fact that the South had slaves was a major reason that led people to believe that they were uncivilized and problematic because people in the north that one i agree with for sure but uh, people in the north uh they were industrialized civilized urbanized they looked down on them for doing things the way they did Mm -hmm. because you know they had slaves so already the north is like oh we're better than these people 
because they obviously have no regard for human life or whatever. But after slavery, the South had to play lots of catch up because, you know, for a while they had a quote unquote free labor. But then when that right. goes away, so does their whole economy. So their whole economy was destroyed. And also the war for sure killed a lot of them and destroyed a lot of the the, the stuff they had. hundred percent. So. And then uh, then uh, after Lincoln was assassinated, a lot of the 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 way it was handled to rebuild the South was really messed up and they weren't appropriated enough enough uh yeah there stuff. was there was a so well one of the things they did um because you know after the great Mi- the great migration people moved to the north to find work or they went to work at factories in chicago stuff like that and this is kind of have you ever seen online how people like on buzzfeed or whatever they post pictures of the south and they're like super colorized but they're like old they're really old photos and all you see is um everyone looks just real sad and real poor you know what i'm talking about right so those pictures yes, were actually yes. commissioned they commissioned photographers to go around the South and stuff and take pictures of these people so that they can show it to people in the North and garner sympathy for them so that they can have, so they can collect money to send it to the South. Did it work? No, it totally backfired. It had the opposite effect. Let me tell you why it backfired. <laughs> Can't imagine why. Because people, it gave people visual proof <laughs> of the poverty and the way they were living. It showed everyone right. in America that, hey, we're modern and those people, they're just left behind. We were right. We were right the whole time. Look at these backwoods people. Like Exactly. Uh, right. They were uh, on top of that. The South had high infant mortality, lower life expectancy, health conditions because they didn't have money for hospitals. They had poor schools, which resulted in ignorance and illiteracy. And on top of that, they yeah. were very isolated because people were leaving. Yeah, yeah. So I would figure the climate had something to do with at least the sickness part of it. But oh, whatever. for sure. But you know, um, fair enough. I like to compare it to how when Honey Boo Boo came on TV. Yeah. And everybody just made fun of them for being poor and Southern. It's very exploitative. I don't like, why? We like to feel better about ourselves by I making never laughed at that. other people feel crappy. I think it's trash. I mean, I'm not even from America, so. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're, you're a freaking immigrant. Mm-hmm, I am. You're, Fight me. You're a citizen, though, right? No. You're not? I don't want to be one. Okay, that's cool. I don't know you What anymore. are they going to do? Deport me to a fucking Caribbean island? Get out of here. Y- yes. Okay, I'm fine with that. Okay, how's the, how's the internet over there? Because I just it's really great make sure actually. That we could still do this podcast. It's great. I mean, my dad lives there right now, and he oh. has internet, so it's fine. Anyways, I wasn't asking if they had internet. I knew they had. Oh, you know, it works well. Okay, very well. All right. See, now you're putting your southern stereotypes onto my country, but that's fine. Well, anyways, there's more to it than that. But anyways, the backwards horror trope. It transforms the pioneer spirit that Thomas Jefferson was talking about into something savage and unclean. And all of these very negative but very real things are the things that make up the backwoods horror stereotypes we have now. Right. Like all of those things. So here's the part where I want to throw up, which is everybody's favorite thing, eugenics. Everyone loves eugenics. Dan's smile right now is so fucking creepy. Oh my god. So what are like Nazi eugenics like? Well, see, here's the thing. The Holocaust was from like 33 to 45, I want to say. Yeah. Oh, so is this that theory that Mandela like escapes and like comes to a city or somewhere? Honey, that's another podcast. Okay, never mind. That's a conspiracy podcast. (laughs) We do that later. But yeah, I think Hitler took control of whatever the fuck he was doing in 1933. And the Holocaust was over in 1945. 
so yeah, so between 1880 and 1920, the Eugenics Records Office here in America, the U- not in Germany, in America, that's sickening. We had a eugenics office. Yes, eugenics records office, the ERO. Bring bring back the they ERO. Produce, disgusting! It's terrible. Um, they produced something called the eugenic family studies, which wanted to demonstrate that large numbers of rural whites were genetic defectives. Oh man! So did they prove it? What do you think? I'm gonna go with. No, but they probably presented it that they did. They probably did some fucked up shit. Well, uh, I'm going to have Dan read for you right now something that the founder of the ERO, Charles Davenport, wrote. Was he Southern? Was he like a Southern guy? I mean, I'm going to put the stereotype out there and say he was. Okay, here it goes. We are dealing with a rural community, such as can be found in nearly, if not quite every county in the older states of the Union, in which nearly all people belong to the vague class of the feeble-minded the incapable individuals very much in capacity, the result which follows the complexity of their germplasm. Some capacities can be developed under the proper conditions, but for many more, even the best of environmental conditions can do little. They must remain a drag on our civilization, a condition for which not they, but society is responsible. It is to be hoped that a presentation of the facts will hasten the so much desired control by society of the reproduction of the grossly defective. So that's disgusting. He's basically saying we got to kill them. In so in so many words. It's like you're different. You're dead. We, we got to not let them reproduce. Basically, we almost had our own Hitler. You guys. Mm. Did he get like? Was he popular? The thing is that the eugenics thing. The eugenics uh, office, the only reason it became unpopular was because of the Holocaust. That makes sense. When that started gaining, you know, its momentum, then people started criticizing it. If it weren't for the Holocaust, it would have continued. I mean, that was a popular, like, pseudoscience at the time. You know what I mean? Like, everyone yeah. was. But you know what? So a are lot crystals. Of into that. Yeah. And I love buying crystals. Me too. They make me happy. It makes me happier than eugenics. <laughs> so but uh, crystals aren't hurting anyone they're really not just my bank account just don't fine. right <laughs> that bad okay. so in 1924 in virginia sterilization of those deemed by the state to be genetically defective were upheld by the supreme court the supreme court said hey yeah go ahead sterilize people did, was it ever practiced? Did they actually ever Yes, over 50,000 Americans who fit the criteria that the ERO gave were sterilized. Uh, just up until 2012-2015, they were, they were compensating people who were affected by this. Like, we're still dealing with this problem. Oh, gosh. It's disgusting. It is really bad. Wow. I can't believe that that occurred. Like, if you ever, anybody ever wants to read up on that, like, ugh. And I'm like, sorry, what year ugh. was this that they 1924 when, when, is when... The Supreme Court passed the Sterilization Act. Jeez, man. Virginia. Just last century. It's, That's it doesn't seem like that long ago at all. And nobody talks about it. Well, we are. But I guess. So all of this uh, eugenics propaganda didn't help the backwoods stereotype at all because people are, you know, you're reading, oh, these people are Well, it dumb. did help it. No. Well, it helped horror movies. Right. But that's it. It helped but perpetuate it, the stereotype. Truly. But it did create two types of stereotypes within a stereotype. The rednecks and the hillbilly. Oh, those are two See? different things? 
two different things apparently. Oh, news Dan? to me, news to me. It's news to me. I don't me use too, either of those words. Do you want do you want to take a group of people just saying? Oh, me either. I mean, a side note, we're in Miami, which is the southernness of the south, but this is nothing like the traditional south. Yeah, we basically live in like a little Fucking. Latin American community this so. is like a latin american vacation spot right like, nothing here is southern nothing nothing, nothing. Uh, there's but there's yeah. some remnant around i mean things, you get some things, but... you get some folk who on occasion want to put a confederate flag sticker on their car and that's because you know they probably hate their dad or something <laughs> but there's no there's no the south here i've never been to a honky tonk have you uh no if you drive up north a little in florida there's a bunch of like uh what... again and the rules yeah but what i mean is miami nothing here is southern yeah i can't i went to a square dancing thing once and it was really really fun but i felt like i missed a rehearsal i was like oh yeah you missed the whole being white part <laughs> oh, okay that's that i just missed that's the what jeans. it is you get it at birth okay okay but yeah anyways do you want to take a a a stab to what's different from a redneck and a hillbilly this is not a joke i don't even fucking, want to touch that with there's no punchline just you know okay so redneck was a term originated in mississippi in the late 19th century and what the their definition of redneck is a white southern male who does manual labor is poor ignorant and a reactionary racist right so nowadays, some people take, you know, pride in being a redneck. They reclaimed it. They're bringing it back. They're bringing it back. I mean, whatever. But I mean, so racist, ra- ra- like being racist is like synonymous with that term. And yes. It's attributed to that. Yes. Okay. Now, hillbilly is apparently someone from the Appalachian and or Ozark Mountain Ranges. Ah, so here's a different thing, the difference about hillbilly. They they're, live in the hills. Well, they're there in those two places, and they can either be harmless or sinister. So if you ever watch an old Disney cartoon and there's just, you know, someone who's a little bit southern and friendly and in the woods, that would be a hillbilly. Yeah. So there's like two, like they could, they could be sinister, but if they're from the Appalachians or Ozarks and they're mean... But they can be harmless. There's no There's... moderate ones that are that are just no, like... no, no. It's one or the other here, black or white. You know, they don't they don't pay child no, support, but no, you know, this is a two they're kind of cool to drink two with dimensional sometimes. character. Okay. You know, <laughs> right? So a redneck is just mean, I guess. I could see that because he's working all day and he's racist. Yeah, I mean, fucking being racist takes up a lot of energy. So yeah, I always thought redneck just came because you were like out in the sun. And you're white, so your neck gets red. Well, these are... Because you have to work. You know what, Dan? I read a lot of books on this this week. You read a lot of books on rednecks and hillbillies? Oh, my gosh. The fucking (laughs) books, novels. There's a book I have here that's like 400 pages just on the rural South and horror movies. Holy crap. That's crazy. You should have said... We're going to put all these links on the episode for my references, but... Yo, this is a, apparently a hot topic. It is. Coming back to horror movies in general, what are how do we define the backwoods family? Like, what are the characteristics? Okay, so they're isolated. <clears throat> very, very much so. Um, they don't 
conform to what society usually does. They have their own um they got them their own laws and, up there in mm-hmm, the mountains. Mm-hmm. It's like their mm-hmm. own it's mount, mountain law and um a backwoods family. Yeah, that's I mean those are the two characteristics I see usually most the yeah, movies. they're um I mean when it comes to horror you're gonna get you're gonna get racist, yeah. you're gonna get ignorant, you're gonna get uneducated. And it's usually yes. families. It's usually like Yeah, you're gonna see uh you know, groups of family, they're gonna see incest, inbreeding, uh a lot of resentment to those who have more economic power. You know a th- lot about the incest thing, I'm sorry, but did, I didn't really see a lot of that and I went in the uh I mean, there were some undertones, but like watching like the watch list there, I don't think they, they put that out there too much. No, but if you're inbreeding, yeah, you're incesting. Okay, right. But I, I just don't remember them mentioning it a lot. Well, this is, that's the thing. The thing is that the way that it's portrayed for them, incest is not a negative. Right, right, right. So it wouldn't be brought up unless you're an outsider. I see, I see. Does that make sense? For them, it's just like any old day. No, totally, totally. I just, yeah, I just don't remember there being a lot of like elements of that in, in the movies I watched. But but there are. I'm sure there I are. Mean, Maybe I just missed it. I mean, not all of them are going to have it. Right. But it's prevalent in that. No, of course, like, of course. Inside of the stereotype, it's prevalent. I And I and I 100% agree with you. I, like I, I just said, I was just saying I oh, don't no, feel I it's super represented in the movies, which is okay. It's fine. Um. Then we still have, we have Feral, Savage, Physically or Physiologically Mishapen. Uh, you know, people who are intellectually withheld. Right. Or have some physical abnormalities. Right. Oh. And then things that are really gross around them. Like really gross surroundings. Yeah, like hoard, like if you're like, they're, they're usually hoarders. They have all that yeah, yeah. weird. Oh, and I want to emphasize again, I'm seeking of... Themes that we've seen in horror movies this is not what we think of people in real life. This is not, right. No, this is just in horror what we have seen. In, you know, fakeness, not in real life. That's cool. I, I mean, people are still going to think we're racist, so. I mean, we can't be racist when we're the oppressed. We're, I'm not, what? Dan, you're not white. Yes. Anyways, so yeah, they also treat human beings like animals. And, you know, to them, there's no line between human an animal especially the way like when it comes to life they'll kill anybody and if they're cannibals they'll eat them yeah and a lot of the times uh just one at least in in like texas chainsaw uh they basically uh are desensitized to that that kind of thing just because of the life yeah, it's, you know regular blood had. life for them mm-hmm. right exactly <laughs> it's like killing someone they have no compunction with 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 uh dismembering bodies because they've you know been like yeah i mean it's like killing animals forever it's stuff. kind of like when um what was it that said the thing about the screwdriver ted bundy was it what about it he's he said something what? like uh on your first murder like you're so careful about everything and then by the last one yeah. you forget where you put the screwdriver right 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 yeah that was ted what a, what a great what guy a, what a great guy love ted. anyways back to Piece 2000 maniacs yes i mean they really drove home the like the point home of them being in the South yeah. and Confederate. That um, antagonist in that movie could have been anything. Could have been just regular people. And they specifically chose that, mm-hmm. which is wild. Yeah. 
And but I mean, they were trying to. I think they were trying to say a message with it. But I mean, clearly, I mean, I got the message. Conf- Confederate flags everywhere. It was pretty over. I like too that. Uh, what pissed me off was these people just watched all these uh all all the not their friends but these other people die in the uh, in the movie and they 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 were able to escape from the from the ghost town or whatever and then they find out they go to the cops and find out it was ghost town and they're like oh well might as well just leave and never think about this again i mean wouldn't you who wants to do the paperwork it it kind of feels like it's a it's a message you know what i mean or i don't know if it's just a we need to end the movie now but if like that's like that's like the northern like we need to like leave them to their own devices it's almost like uh uh, Herschel Lewis was in there just for the gore. You think? And not the storyline. Could be, could, could be. be. I, I, th- I mean, it was fun was to watch. That was the best part of the movie. Yeah, it was fun. Okay, so after that little nugget of wisdom, we had Deliverance, which some people don't consider this a horror movie, but I think it is definitely a horror movie. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's nothing scarier than human people. Yeah, it, it really... It's It's... It really is crazy because obviously the fucked up scene in this movie is really messed up. But then it, most of it after is just them the part where the it. pig dies. Yes, that that part. Um. Then uh, then uh, oh, and uh, the, you know the anal rape scene is one of the. Damn, Dan! Not a fucking trigger warning or anything. Is one of the uh, lighter parts of the movie, right? You know what I've noticed that. If there's ever cannibalism in a movie, then there's no sexual mm-hmm. assault. Right. Like 2000, 2000 Maniacs uh, toyed around with like uh, with it a lot. But yeah, they never actually did. Rape. It was never like crossed. Right. Like you've never seen somebody like brutally rape someone and then cook them and eat them. I think one of the 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 Texas remakes had a lot more rape in it. It didn't, but it didn't really show it. Interesting. Yeah. I have to rewatch that. Yeah, but yeah, Deliverance was um, pretty dope. I liked it. I mean, it still it still resonates today. You can hear that song anywhere. And know what the hell it is. Even children. Yeah. You know what I mean? But by children, right. I mean and they haven't even the youths, and they haven't even seen it. Yep. You know, it's like. Yeah, and they, and know. they know. Like it's something that's yeah. so. It's kind of like the. And that boy could play the banjo boy. Mm-hmm. In the book, the boy was supposed to be albino. Oh, they must add up. They probably just couldn't find an actor that was albino. <laughs> Who could play the banjo so yeah. sick? I guess. You think sense. that little boy was really playing the banjo? Yeah, of he, course he fine. was. I really hope he oh, was. So. Don't shatter this uh, illusion okay, for let's, me. Let's just go with that. Okay, so what do we have after Deliverance? Uh, the greatest one, I think, is which Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas Chainsaw. Which, uh, which is fun, and there's actually a lot of really funny... Uh, tidbits to how this movie was made and the effect it had. Like what? What do you got? Well, Leatherface, uh, a lot of times they would put on the mask at the beginning of the day and then he couldn't take it off because they were afraid it would break. <laughs> so it would get really smelly. And then like the actors wouldn't want to eat it. And it was like 100 degrees there the whole yeah, time. Yeah, it was really hot. Barf. Barf indeed, barf indeed. This one did have a lot of cannibalism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it really... It really made you feel sorry for them, for the people, for the killers. I mean, I did. You know, it's it shows that, you know, people were struggling right. because of society 
changes of industry. They had no jobs and they were doing the best that they could. I feel like I mean, this is the first one to really address that, to actually give a reason behind what was mm -hmm. what was going on with them like losing their their jobs and livelihood to I mean well also, in deliverance also they held some resentment to the to the guys that were you know they were just trying to go canoeing but it wasn't as in your face as this one we're here you hear them talking like oh we don't have jobs they replaced you know this the, the cow killing thing like no more hammer now it's a fucking gun thing like it's telling you like you don't have to read into between the lines it's telling right. you it's a it's a it's very over yeah um and also during um at, during this movie they um the cannibalism was added at just because they wanted to take a step further like thought it'd be funny oh yeah they're like how else can we like how more fucked can this be and they're like cannibalism and that's what that happened well that's cool so it was kind of like an afterthought and it's pretty yeah, much but I like this movie because it's um, inspired by Edgain, one of my faves. And also it was very, like, guerrilla filmmaking. Yeah. They borrowed cameras from University of Texas. They, you know, did this all, like, in, what, two yeah. weeks? Oh, Edgain, by the way, for those who aren't into serial killers, sorry, is was a serial killer who would make stuff out of people. <laughs> so. Mm -hmm. Did they do that in Texas? Yeah. In the movie? Well, wasn't his mask made oh, out right, of human skin? Oh, yeah. That that part was the Ed Gein part. I forgot Ed Gein would do that. He did a lot of things. But that movie was really good. Mm. It's a really good movie to watch. It's fun. And it, I haven't seen the remake. Uh, it was like, oh, it was like, I thought the guy, like, that, I haven't seen the, it. that one dude, I think he's dead now. I'm sorry. I forget his name. But the guy from uh, from Full Metal Jacket, the Joe Sergeant guy, I think he did a, I think he was a, he did a hell of a job. As like the, I'm gonna, the I'm gonna give it, I'll probably watch it on the plane today. I'm going to download it and watch it on the plane today. Yeah. Fun. No, you have to edit this instead. Psh, work. I could do both. I have six hours on a flight. Okay. Or maybe sleep. How long is the movie? Uh, sleep. Sleep when I'm dead. Well, maybe you'll get your wish okay. soon. Next, we have Hills Have Eyes, which is the 1977 Hills Have Eyes. Okay. Mm -hmm. This movie... I have like one recurring nightmare and it's this really? movie. I have re I have a really bad recurring nightmare about this movie. Is it the guy from the Goonies? Like her? Okay. Yes. <laughs> I like that guy though. And it's terrifying. I, this movie is like so scary to me. I, I don't know why. You don't, you can't pinpoint it. It's just maybe it's when you, when I don't know, you saw I don't know why I have or... recurring nightmares about this one movie. Okay. Like I wish I knew maybe I should go to therapy or something. Interesting, interesting. I've never been abandoned on the side of the road, but whatever. This is uh, so Wes Craven. Is Wes Wes Craven maybe? Wes Craven had a really fucked up upbringing. He was like kind of not nutty, like. Right? Well, he wasn't like abused or anything, but his mom was very um, fundamentalist. Oh, okay. Well, she's like I'm and very chaste. Okay. So, sex was never spoken of. Nothing was spoken of. He was very much held back in that. So a lot of the. He even says in a bunch of his interviews that he this is how this was his outlet. This was him letting it all out, like all the anger and all the rage he had through here because he could never really was do that. Was he the one that would do things like, oh, like tell his wife, like, we're going to go live in a in a, in yeah, like a yeah, haunted yeah. house. Bonnie. It's, it's just basically a, a derelict abandoned house. Yeah. <laughs> okay. His wife, Bonnie. So we you, you know the story about him and Bonnie and how this movie yes, came I to do, be. Yeah. So go ahead. I know you're no, dying. No, you say it. You say it. Okay, so their marriage was falling apart. 
they had kids too early and Bonnie was, Wes Craven was kind of a hippie and Bonnie was very uptight. And they were having like all these problems and it was, you know, it was rough. And he was a director, like who can date a director, to be honest? Those are like the worst. Uh, yeah, I, I have no frame of reference, but I could imagine. I have multiple. They'd probably be like, oh, they'd probably like just try to control like it all the time during sex. I'm not even going to get into this on this podcast, but we're going to continue. Okay. So, uh, so Craven planned a cross-country motorcycle trip with his wife, which is, you know, kind of romantic. They were trying to save their marriage. So they left their kids at a friend's house. I think they had two or three kids and they're like, see ya. Mm-hmm. And they went. So somewhere in North Nevada, they stopped for food and he felt an arrow fly by his ear, which is very weird. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Just having an arrow shoot? I don't That's know. Really it reminds cool. me very much of Peter Pan. Don't know why. Yeah. I don't know. So then uh, they were approached by three youths. Youths? Youths? In a pickup truck. Youths. That just basically attempted murder uh, on him. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally chill. And one of them shouted at him, we don't like hippies. So then Wes Craven, he won, he won very, uh, wait till my father hears about this. Oh, Wes. And he basically tells them, if, if you touch me, I'll sue you. That's man- That's very manly of him. If you touch me, I'll sue you. That's how I picture him saying it. With like yeah. wagging his finger. But yeah. <laughs> then... um. This fucking little, little fucking curls. Yeah. This little oh, wavy so ass hair. Ah. So then one of the kids tells him, if I wanted to kill you, I could throw your body in the salt mines and no one would ever find it. So... That feeling of being in the middle of nowhere, essentially vulnerable, is what inspired the Hills of Ice. I would have just been like, what's with these homies dissing my girl? Why do they got a front? What did we ever do to these guys that made them so violent? That's what I would have said. Is that a Weezer? Yeah, that's a Weezer song. I was at Coachella last month. Oh, nice. Cool. They were there. I like that they're doing a lot of like covers of songs I like now. Oh, they're still active like that? Yeah, they did a the last one they did, they did like take on me which oh, okay. actually was really cool the video has the kid from um stranger things uh which one there's 20 uh, no, kids the, in that show the main kid <sighs> how can i, I don't watch that name? show what remember when i made just stranger things birthday cake yeah that was really cool that party that was, was fun, fun. I, I the theme was really cool i was super stranger happy things? it was ha- one of the happiest I, nights of my life i like the dressing up part mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was like 17 years ago no that was like three years ago Three or four years ago. Anyways, uh, this is a fun fact for you. A lot of the props from Texas Chainsaw Massacre were used in the Hills of Ice. Oh, beautiful! That's that's awesome. So you know, that happened a lot in Hollywood back then. Though, I'd imagine. I'm, I imagine it happens a lot now. Right. It actually happens a lot in BBC shows because <coughs> I noticed them. I watch like a lot of BBC shows Excuse and I'll see like the same shit. <coughs> right. In the same things. It's wild. I feel like that's a lot a lot of Star Trek episodes were written. They were just like looking around like, what props do we have? Okay, perfect. We're going to Rome planet. You know? I mean, <laughs> on a budget. On a budget. Yeah. Okay, so all of these. Uh, the Hills Have Eyes and Texas Chase on Massacre and Deliverance really set like this shit in motion. Yeah. Or really put it out there. Yeah. Like really put. These movies came out relatively close to each other. And it really put out there this stereotype. After Hills Have Eyes, there's not another one for a while. No, no, no. But what I mean, it was a prevalent stereotype in society. No, I agree. I'm just, just asking. Just based on those three movies. I'm just saying on your point. Uh, at, there was, there, there were, after Hills Have Eyes, there wasn't really a lot. Like, it kind of faded away a little bit. Whatsoever. Until but then, you know, there's a reference to it in every TV show. Right, right. And everything. It's 
So in everyday society. I mean, from what I can think of, I don't think we have another one to like House of a Thousand Corpses, right? You can say like Last House on the Left and all these things, you know. Last House on the Left, I feel is like actually the opposite because it's supposed to be like some like what the target audience could relate to. Not the gang members, but the family. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I'm talking like gang member wise. They have a lot of those characteristics that could arguably be, you know, put in there. Uh, There's a few others, but really like until house of a thousand corpses nothing really that i want to talk about but you can talk about this one go ahead uh yeah it's a rob zombie movie it starts off very campy and like the audience is put at ease because of that campiness because the dialogue is very it's actually kind of fun i like the way it starts um it feels like you're watching a sitcom like the camera will be shooting outside of the building and all of a sudden you're inside uh with a wider shot that gets tighter into our characters you know, that, like, kind of campy sitcom feel. Um, and the di- Like I said, the dialogue is very light, and the characters get humanized right away. So the movie starts off strong. Uh, but it's just a, you know, House of a Thousand Callbacks because there's so many homages in it. Was that a joke? It was a stupid joke. Ha, ha, ha. House of a no, Thousand. Um, the first two acts are very similar to 2000 Maniacs in a way where they're lured into the situation by, like, these charming South Southern people will pretty much just rob rob zombies wife, which I would have fallen. I, I forget her name. That's I suck. Uh, but I would something moon drop. Yeah. Moon, moon, moon zombie. I don't know. I would have fallen into that. Trap like that. Too, what though, is it? Cause she's pretty, she's very pretty. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, she's the best part of that movie for sure. Um, it and then, but it's a lot of people say it's like Rob Zombie's Texas Chainsaw Massacre because it has so many elements of that too. But the later on in the later on the homages become like derivative and uh, like I appreciate the spliced video of like Super Eight and VHS looking film into the movie. That was pretty cool. But just the actual the actual like action scenes themselves were get like slowed down and sped up, and the pacing seemed seemed off and it lost that like camp campiness but like and it will come back sometimes so just the pacing seemed off later and um that's my take on the movie but it didn't really add anything to the genre at all it's just like an homage movie in my opinion have you noticed that every time you pick a movie you say this has nothing really to do with it but we're gonna yeah but it does uh, i mean it's obviously i know within just... the within the trope but I know, it's just funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> I enjoy it. Okay, okay. The, I did. I basically contribute nothing of value. No, 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 no. That's not what I meant. I just think it's funny because you always ended like that. <laughs> I end. I, I go on this long-winded thing and then I just say how I'm wrong at the end. Yeah, I think it's so funny. <laughs> Story of my life. It happens. No, it's not. You contribute a lot. I promise. Okay, thank, thanks. I, I, I mean, I contribute so much that you need... To, you need to constantly reassure me that I'm good, that I contribute. So, you know, women, all they do is emotional labor. Yeah. That's not funny to you. It's trending. Mm-hmm. Is that what's going on? I never understood it until now. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's, until dealing with me. Dan, I'm just kidding. Oh, it was early. Okay. You a had a nap. I did not. man child. You're not. You're pure. Mm. Okay. So our last movie, which is, I think the best movie is Tucker and Dale versus evil. Oh, that it's good. It's funny. Which, you know, reverses the whole trope where 
they're just misunderstood right right what like and then the the like the the northern or like not northern but like the city folk are the are actually the, the ones that are misunderstanding yeah they're racist and stereotypical yeah. and they get themselves killed for being idiots right and you know it's what? hilarious it is and it, i feel like it speaks a lot to what at what a lot of these movies don't talk you weren't really seeing a lot of these movies is that these people are a fault too. the people that you know are putting themselves in this stupid situation three thousand percent i think that like if you see watch a lot of these movies and there's like you know <laughs> everything starts with like a misunderstood encounter where these some people just think they're better than them and it's just like you don't have to be rude right you know like you could have lived but you had to be a dick right right i mean is, in house of a thousand corpses i think that they would have just gotten laid no that's probably not true but i mean you never know you have to work the table yeah you know it's all about how you deal Gotta with the circumstances i mean it could have been fun but look what happened was there so, cannibalism in that i haven't seen that movie and in uh, House of a Thousand Corpses? Yeah, there is, no. right? No? I don't I don't think so. The, the like the guy makes like art pieces out of their out of their corpses and stuff. I don't hmm. I don't think there was I don't really remember cannibalism in it. It'd be cool if it was edible art. Yeah. That would be fun. <laughs> well, one of them like they put the 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 guy that plays Dwight Dwight Schrute, I'm I have no actors names written down today. I'm sorry, but uh they they have him on like they they call him fish boy throughout the movie so they they like put him is on a platter with fishy his, eyes yeah that's that is why he's, it is? he's a funny guy he is he's funny i know his name i just escapes me fuck what is it now it's stuck in my ryan can Ryan. We, can we like link up all the stuff we fucked up on the show is it ryan wilson it sounds right rain Let's... there's two eyes rain rain that's cute but yeah this movie is so funny to me they're they're so endearing and they just want to go fishing and fix fix up their cabin right but then they get but what do people think that they're like murdering people it's i mean it has every fucking trope they stop at a gas station and the you know everybody's like oh that this hillbilly's looking at you he's gonna kill you or they save a girl from drowning and like they kidnapped her friend right and it's just like it's so such a misunderstanding right everything is just everything is just misconceived in these kids like and it it could have been easily fixed with a conversation but instead they judged and they ended up dead and you know what i'll allow it that's cool i like that they turned it on its head there it's it's good so what do you think what do you think your favorite was i mean obviously my favorite is the texas chainsaw massacre that's mine too um hills has eyes close close second Right. Tucker and Dale vs. Evil is the best movie yeah. ever. There's a lot of gore. Lots yeah. of gore. Yeah. And, well, Texas, you know, uh, in, in, in Tucker and Dale, yeah. Uh, in Texas, a lot of people think there's a lot of gore. And there is a good amount, but a, a, another thing about it, too, is that a lot of those shots, well, I'm sure we'll cover that in a slasher episode, a lot of those shots actually weren't like uh, like close-up shots and yeah, a lot of it yeah. was pre- like you know, I mean, I remember re- there was a, re- a very famous review on that movie where they're like, women were being killed with chainsaws, and it's like, well, only one was. Right. And they don't really show it. No, it's very psycho in that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where which is dope, but yeah, those are all the movies that uh, created this trope, 
and all the fucked up history. Very fucked up, very fucked up. And Thanks, America. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's a silver lining to all the uh, horrible Civil War and uh, yeah. all the stuff that happened afterwards is we get uh, some good movies out of it, right? We get Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah. That is all worth it. All worth it. Oh, Dan. I feel like the worst movie this time was House of a Thousand Corpses, even though I kind of liked it, though. Yeah, you did. I did, I did, I did. Tell me more about it. I don't, I don't know. I just liked it. You know, does Rob Zombie, it's a real hit or miss with that one. Yeah, I mean, is has he had any hits? Because I fucking hated Halloween. See, I was being nice. <laughs> it was oh, like, Sherry oh, let's Moon give Michael Zom- Myers a f- backstory. Sherry Moon Zombie? That's... Oh, yeah, I think is so. Is that it? What is it? Sherry Moon Zombie? Is it? Let's go with that. Yeah, I think so. Sure. Fuck yeah, it. Yeah. But that, that's how I feel. I mean, I, I like some of it, though. I like some of his stuff, but... Yeah, I mean, the, all this history is really, really interesting. And maybe further along the line, we can, um, you know, deep dive into one of those sub-genres of it, like the cannibalism or the mutation. Oh, speaking of the mutation thing... Remember how we were talking about earlier today about how Hills Have Eyes, you're like, oh, was it, you were asking me if it was. Exactly. If it was, um, what is it that you said to me? Well, I was saying, because I, I kind of got confused with the remake, uh, but that, because in Hills of Eyes, they, in the remake there, it's because of like a mutation, like a, like, it's because of like nuclear fallout that they're mutated this way. So yeah, I was yeah. kind of arguing that the new one is not really like a backwoods horror kind of thing because true. Because it's more beca- uh, a product of the of the radiation, but at, at the same time I'm thinking like if the ra- if the radiation is just the cause of what's left them isolated and the reason that they become uh you know violent like this is because of the isolation then it would count. So that was basically just my my point. Yeah, but also I found out that um, that the original, the 1977 one, which, by the way, only has, like, three stars on IMDb. What the fuck is that about? BS. Like, who does that? What's the new one have? Does it have more? Oh, I would have to check. I don't know uh, off the top of my head. Okay. But on the, the original, the Hills Have Eyes movie, the original title for the movie yeah. was Blood Relations. Oh. So that, it's got, it's incest. That's incest. Does he know it's settled? Court. Incest is wincest. Clay's. Clace closed. See, I added the extra L there. Clace closed. Pitter patter. Let's get at her. All right. <coughs> yeah. Well, I guess we'll catch y'all next time. Oh yeah, next week's episode's gonna be um very fun. I like it. I'm gonna I'm gonna beat Laura with a clothes hanger, with a wire hanger. Do you? Uh, it's okay. I mean, hey, listen. You're putting this on. We tape, live in a progressive man. world. That, that, it's okay to like tape. be open about what you like and stuff. Emotional labor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I I need a pack. Uh, do you have anything to say? Um, I think that we should be followed. I we demand to be followed on Instagram. Uh, Dan, buy them some Kool Aid first. Follow Laura Glue Gun Mommy. Follow me at uh, I have the placeholder. What else you got? Most most importantly, follow us at It Came From Pod. That one's the more important one. Shit. Yes, yes, yes. Nobody wants to see pictures of me on vacation. Uh, no, I don't. Or selfies of you. <laughs> it's all selfies. It's all selfies. <laughs> it's so weird. I don't know. <laughs> I went through a weird phase there. Let me look. No, no, no. No one's judging you. Okay.
I was letting them know what they're in for. Yeah. But that's it. Um, that's it. Oh, thanks. It's another one in the books. Thanks, guys. Oh, and everybody go watch uh, <laughs> Letter Kenny on Hulu, please. What's that about? It's a show I keep telling you to watch. Okay, I'll find out. It's like I'll one of my favorite out. shows, and I have to wait a whole other year for the next se- uh, season, and I'm very upset. So you, I've been... you want to just want me to watch it so you could vicariously live that experience again and when I tell you about it? Yeah. Cool. So right, can you just it. go watch one episode now? Okay. Thank you. Actually, the show's very, quote-unquote, backwoodsy, so hey. Okay, so, so relevant in a little bit at least? Just ever so slightly that there are farmers. Okay. That's it. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for Bye. listening. Bye. I like be ending but with decor from the home depot your dorm or apartment makeover is just beginning from plush bedding to stackable storage and decor to the microwave you'll use more than you ever thought possible the home depot has everything you need to get back to campus in style you know so mom doesn't worry about you too much get great savings on back to campus essentials shop decor now at homedepot.com more saving more kinds of doing us only offer valid online through august 25th limitations apply Get to Old Navy right now. All jeans are on sale up to 50% off. From just 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids. Try on a pair in-store and save even more. With 5 bucks off your purchase of $50 or more during Old Navy's Great Denim Try-On-A-Thon. Hurry in now to find your perfect fit and save big with up to 50% off all jeans. Now at Old Navy. Valid 812 to 821. Excludes in-store clearance, gift cards, register lane items, and jewelry. $5 discount valid with jeans purchase.